You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. edition of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, presented to you by Drip Drop, the world-renowned greatest dehydration solution relief. It has the greatest mix of electrolytes and sugars to revive you on that horrible Sunday morning that you don't remember anything at all from Saturday night in uh, Oxford, Mississippi. It is a life changer. And you know, a lot of you guys and girls that uh, listen to our podcast and kind of consume our content. A lot of you guys are big-time gamblers. And a lot of times, at least in my own experiences, um, gambling and alcohol consumption, responsibly, of course, can kind of go together, go hand-in-hand. And, um, like, you know, when I place bets on sports that I want to watch, like NASCAR, football, Moscow table tennis – Um, it's nice to kind of sit and have a few drinks and, and and enjoy it even more when you win your bets. And there are a lot of people that just get really bad hangovers. And uh, this is the military-grade hangover cure. I repeat, the military-grade hangover cure. It, uh, it, it is a life changer. So um, provides three times as many electrolytes as a basic sports drink, and it is a healthier option than a sports drink. So Drip Drop, fantastic partner of the Garage Guys. Uh, check it out. It, and I'll say it again for like the 7,000th time, life changer. So let's get right into it. We had a uh, an awesome weekend of racing at the Charlotte Roval uh, Motor Speedway uh, with the Xfinity Series on Saturday, the Cup Series on Sunday. The Xfinity Series race was just awesome. My God. Uh, I hope everybody got to see that. I know there's a lot of people that that typically only like to watch the Cup Series. Man. That Xfinity race was something else. Holy shit. It was awesome. God, it was awesome. Racing in the rain. We've seen that in the Xfinity series before, but uh, at a track where we hadn't seen rain before, and I know it has a short history, but uh, rain at that track was was amazing. I mean, these guys were wheeling it. Uh, A lot of wrecks, a lot of drama. Excuse me. Uh, A lot of wrecks, a lot of drama, and... um, Great finish. Uh, Chase Briscoe spun out from the lead with two laps to go, battling with A.J. Allmendinger. Allmendinger gets the win. I think on uh, for straight betting purposes, he was like plus 450. He wasn't even the favorite. Cindric was an even even money favorite, which you rarely see in auto racing. But Cindric is like the Chase Elliott of road courses, typically, in the Xfinity Series, or he's close at least. Um, Vegas loves him to win. And he really just didn't have it. I don't know. It was probably because of the the elements of the rain and how wet the track was. Just uh, didn't suit his his car or his driving style. Uh, but, you know, A.J. Allmendinger has the most experience racing on a wet racetrack. So no surprise there that he won, even in a dramatic fashion that uh, he did win. Uh, great race. Expected a similar forecast for Sunday. We didn't get that rain. We did get a, a wet racetrack, though, that caused issues for a lot of drivers. And it uh, it sure did make it exciting. Obviously, it wasn't as exciting as what the Xfinity race brought us uh, entertainment-wise. But um, 
more of the same in regards to the Chase Elliott dominance. I mean, um, it seems like every time he he has to overcome some ridiculous obstacle and come back and win too, and he does it with ease. I mean, he he's in a different he uh, just a different universe on these road courses. Uh, his dominance is almost unprecedented. He's only the second guy in the history of NASCAR to win four road course races in a row. Number one guy, Jeff Gordon, won six in a row between 1997 and 2000. Jeff Gordon's road course dominance was thought to be uh, never again uh, paralleled. And Chase Elliott's on the way. And with the 2021 schedule featuring 17% of the races being road courses, man, I mean, he could really put on a a whipping next year, dude. I mean, he he's got the best team and team combination with talent when it comes to these tracks. I mean, they've just got something clicking where it doesn't matter if they're at Watkins Glen, Charlotte Roval, or the Daytona, the Daytona road course. He hadn't won at Sonoma yet, but he has run well at Sonoma. And um, I'm sure he will win there um, probably next year, year after whatever. Cause he went, it seems like he wins every single one of them. Um, just to take a deeper dive into what we're talking about here. His last 10 road course races, uh, particularly when he switched from the number 24 to the number nine. Keep in mind, uh, his dad, Bill Elliott, first ever win was at Riverside, which is a road course back in 1983. Chase Elliott's first ever win in the nine car after he drove the 24 car for two years. Uh, His first ever win in the nine car, Watkins Glen 2018. So kind of interesting how that worked, you know, that, that, that superstitious number kind of deal that I always, I always operate like that, like numbers and, and, and superstition regarding family history in the sport, uh, iconic numbers. I just always think there's some kind of, there's some kind of juju that that imposes upon some of these races. And for example, what we're talking about now with Chase Elliott, Bill Elliott, uh, by the way, this is a uh, Bill Elliott. I know it's not number nine, but he did have the number 11 for a while. Uh, Bill Elliott, Budweiser racing. That's a, uh, sitting up here next to all my other shit. So uh, welcome that into the family. Um, His dominance has just been unbelievable. I mean, we're talking last 10 races, five wins, eight top tens, 240 laps led, and an average finish of 7.3, which is got to be the, I mean, I think it's the second highest among active drivers. Uh, number one is Kaz Grala, who finished seventh in his only start. So if we're talking about a minimum of 10 to 15 races, he's got to be top five. Um, it's just amazing. He's really put himself in a great spot, has a lot of momentum heading into this next round. Obviously, he advanced. He probably would have advanced on points, but uh, getting the win also locks him in to that next round, the round of eight coming up. We'll get more into that later. But let's start out with uh, how we did on bets. Um Oh, and I, I do have to say, um, you're probably wondering why I'm doing this by myself. Um, so, Garage Guy Chase and uh, Chef Boyardine, uh, you probably wonder why their names are, are that. Um, Chef Boyardine uh, is called Chef because he, uh, he cooks meth, uh, like, like a shit ton of meth. And then uh, Garage Guy Chase is Garage Guy Chase because he takes that meth and distributes it from his garage. So there you go. Chef cooks the meth and Garage Guy Chase, you know, distributes it. So 
Um, they're in prison because they got caught uh, distributing and uh, dealing meth. So they have uh, fully relinquished the Garage Guys brand and name to me. It's it, it's all mine now. So um, that's why it's just me by myself. Um, I, some people said they're just on the way back from Charlotte, and that's why they they couldn't do this. But it, no, don't don't listen to that. It's they got caught dealing meth. Um, where was I going with that? Okay, yeah, our bets. So um chase put his article out and if you read it you probably had a good opportunity to win some money if you took the right guys um he was high on chase elliott which i mean if you weren't high on chase elliott you're just an idiot let's just face it um his dominance you you can't not take it. uh straight betting he was plus 260 on DraftKings sportsbook i believe i got him at plus 200 i correctly picked him to win that race uh shocker i know um so, yeah, Chase Elliott uh, was at the top of his article. Then you had Martin Trex Jr., the, probably the second best road course racer there is. He um, he had a good run, had issues. I think he had a pit road penalty, came back, running top five, top three, and then got in a wreck with Kurt Busch on the final lap, finished seventh. But he was a very worthy uh, a very worthy DFS play because of, of just how good he was and uh, – had a lot of fast laps, ran up front most of the race, uh, finished with a P7, but he wasn't. Uh, he was in a lot of winning lineups. So, uh, Jimmy Johnson, I picked him as one of my guys, like a sleeper to win that race, um, and he just did not perform at all. He wasn't very fast. His Hendrick Motorsports teammates were were all really good. Uh, William Byron led laps, finished six. Alex Bowman led laps, finished eighth. But Jimmy just didn't have it. And it's so weird how that works because he was so good at the Daytona road course. I think he finished fourth. Um, Really expected a lot more out of him. He was running up in the top five early on or the middle stages of that race, but just didn't really have it like his teammates did. Um, So that was a surprise there that he didn't run super well. Uh, Kurt Busch, that was a great play. I wasn't super high on Kurt in this race. But um, he's an underrated road racer. He has a pretty decent history at road courses and um, top five finish, even after that spin out with Truex. Truex fell like four spots. Kurt Busch did like a 360, kept going, and uh, finished P4. So he was in some winning lineups, had a great run. Um, and then you got Michael McDowell, James Davison, these guys that are road course ringers. They, they struggled, uh, had a lot of issues. Clint Boyer was so strong early in that race, but – just had some terrible luck losing his power steering. I think he finished 11th. Um, kudos to him, man. I mean, I just can't imagine driving one of those things with no power steering, turning left and right 100,000 times. I mean, that's unbelievable. And he was drained at the end of that race. He was a worthy play, just didn't get the finish that he really deserved. And Ricky Stenhouse, I mean, what a risky play he is, but he, his qualifying position was P 38 because he, he crashed early last week at Talladega. Um, and he, I think he spun out, uh, gotten an alterca- uh, altercation with Jimmy at one point running like 18th. And, um, even with his issues, he finished P 17, had a great place differential. That was, that made him one of the top DFS plays, uh, 38th to 17th. He was a winner for a lot of people. So, that was uh that's kind of your DFS look. Like I said, of course I predicted Chase Elliott would win that race. He did. Uh, we won some money from that. Uh, wasn't a very hard pick to make, but all in all, a good day. Good day for the garage guys. And let me throw this in. 
not really here to talk about NFL as much because I bleed money when it comes to NFL betting. But I'll tell you who doesn't, and that's Chef Boyardine. Um, like I said, he is in prison, but he had a great DFS lineup that featured Deshaun Watson, Mike Davis, Antonio Gibson, uh, DJ Moore, Darius Slayton, Brandon Cooks, who went the hell off. Um, uh, Mark Andrews, two touchdowns. Zeke Elliott, Houston Texans defense, uh, balled out on DraftKings. Won a lot of money, a few thousand dollars. Big shout out to the chef for cooking uh, cooking up a good lineup right there and bringing home the big bags. So a uh, great day for the garage guys between football and NASCAR. And um, man, it was an exciting race. And we've talked about Chase Elliott's dominance on these road courses. It's just been something special. And, uh, you know, I got to stop real quick because – this is the first time I have ever done one of these podcasts and um, like by myself and it's been hard trying to shake some nerves doing this. So what I need to do, I need to just stop for a second because this is the furthest I've made it so far without having to start over. Honestly, um, I'm going to, I'm going to shotgun this beer, this delicious natural light Pilsner because I want to take some edge off, you know, make it fun. So what I'm going to do, um, I got this towel right here so I don't damage my millions of dollars worth of equipment. And I'm going to pop this thing with my thumb. Uh, I'll give a tutorial video on that at some point. Um, kind of a big deal. And um, cheers. Cheers to the garage guys and all the money we bagged today. All the money we bagged this season. And um, all the money that I've lost in NFL Honestly, it's pretty impressive. So let's cheers to that. And Moscow Table Test. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. That went down pretty good. You got to get those burps out. Got to get those burps out. There might be a couple more that pop in and out throughout um, the rest of this podcast, but I felt good and I feel good. Shake out a little bit of the nerves, like I said, um, and that's like eating cake for me. I mean, a delicious flavor, natural light. I mean, I got the case just chilling right over here uh, that you can see kind of move that microphone real quick. Nope. Boom. Yep. There's another burp. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> so now let's talk about um, today was a cutoff race in the playoffs, the NASCAR playoffs. We went down um, from 12 drivers to eight drivers. The four drivers that were eliminated, um, kind of no, no surprises except for Kyle Busch because of where he should be and where he usually is. But uh, based on the year he he's had, it really isn't a surprise. But uh, Kyle Busch, Eric Almarola, Austin Dillon, Clint Boyer, all eliminated. Um, all four had – or Kyle Busch didn't. Eric Almarola had a very good year consistent-wise. Didn't get a win, but ran top five. Led a lot of laps. Austin Dillon had a great year for typically uh, what he usually runs. A uh, great bounce-back year when you when you think about 2019. So kudos to RCR and Austin Dillon for, for having a, a great season and hope they finish this one out strong. Uh, Clint Boyer, who is retiring, as many of us probably know, 
Uh, he's had a pretty decent season. Nothing crazy, nothing super special. Uh, he was in a win, winner go home situation, and he uh, he was eliminated. And like we talked about, Kyle Busch, just a rough, rough season for him. Zero wins on the year. Uh, you got to imagine next year he's gonna be he's gonna be driving super pissed off, and I don't think the field's gonna want that. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a big year next year. I'm gonna go ahead and guarantee that. Um, so yeah, we're cut down to eight now. We got Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano. Um, it's a good eight. I mean, Kurt Busch is the one that kind of surprises people because he – he there's no way he could have really pointed his way into this round. He was going to have to win, and he did. Um, at Vegas, hometown, a huge win for him, and put him it's put him in a good spot. But uh, he's not going to be able to point his way in on this one. He's going to need a lot of help. So – uh, same thing goes for Kurt. He's uh, he's just lacking a lot of playoff points. He's going to have to win. I mean, there's no no question about it. And I think they're aware of that. Uh, there's a rare possibility they point their way in. We don't have a race coming up like Talladega or, you know, the Roval that's um, extremely crazy by any means. So, I mean, you got Kansas next week, Texas after that, and then Martinsville. Martinsville has the potential to be kind of wild just because it's a short track, and we've seen some – craziness happened uh, over the past five, six years. Texas, the race earlier this year was pretty crazy, but I don't, I don't anticipate that happening again. Uh, kind of a boring race. Can't really pass it. Pitch strategy is the only way to make something happen. So if there's any race Kurt could win, it would be Texas. But I think that Kurt will not advance into the top four. Excuse me. Um, so if we're picking four guys, I'm going to, I, I kind of should have said that I'm trying to narrow this down to the four that I think will make it to Phoenix. And uh, don't forget, we're not going to Homestead for the championship anymore. It is Phoenix been Homestead for like 20 years now. And it, it's been so hard for me to constantly remember that Homestead is not the final race of the season. It's going to be in Phoenix. So um, we're going to go ahead and write Kurt Busch off uh, in our predictions. He's winner go home all the way. Um, and then I'm going to write off Joey Logano because he just has not been as consistent as a lot of these other guys have that are remaining. Uh, he's had some good runs, won two races early on in the season. Hasn't really done anything since in regards to competing for a win. Um, and I mean, Blaney was like that too. Keselowski has been more consistent. They, they've brought better race cars and had just better collective, uh, finishes, throughout the entire season, not just the first half. Uh, Logano has been streaky back and forth, ran really well, like surprisingly well at the Roval today. But uh, these last few races, he just, he just has not had that consistency that he needs. He could get a win. He could, he could, he has the potential to win everywhere, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to write off Joey Logano and then I'm going to write off Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman's probably also going to be in one of those spots where he's going to need to get a win to uh, to get into the to the finals. And I just don't – I think Kansas is his best shot. Martinsville is not a great track for him. Uh, Texas is a possibility based on what we saw in that spring race where it got kind of flipped upside down. But uh, he runs really well at Kansas, Chicago, those similar mile and a half. He won at Chicago last year. Obviously, we didn't race there this year because of COVID, and it won't be on the schedule anymore. But 
Uh, Kansas has a, a very similar configuration uh, regarding just the racetrack, and he runs well there. I think that's his shot. That's his shot to win. He could, I think he'll have a top five finish at Kansas, but I'm going to ride him off because I don't think he will be able to win, and I think he's winner go home. So that's Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, Joey Logano. And my final guy that I think will not make that top four, this is a tough one. This is very tough because I think these top five right here of Harvick, Hamlin, Truex, Kez, and Elliott are very – I mean, Harvick and Hamlin are locks based on how many playoff points they've got in the bank. But these other three guys, man, are all very interchangeable. Um, but I got to I, I gotta go with Kez. I think Kezlowski is going to be the, the odd man out out of those guys. And um, – Kind of that same reasoning. Penske as a whole has had great speed. They've won several races this year. Kez has had a great year. He's definitely led the Penske trio. Uh, got signed to an extension because of how good he's been. But the consistency has just not been there when you look at, when you compare him to Truex, Hamlin, and Harvick, and even Chase Elliott. Uh, I think this is the year that Chase Elliott makes the next step or takes that takes that next step into the top four and runs for a championship. I just, these aren't great tracks for Keselowski coming up. He has one at Martinsville. He ran Walt Kansas earlier this year. I think he finished second to uh, Denny Hamlin, but uh, this is tough. It could, I mean, it could go either way. This is one of those 50-50 calls between him and Elliott and even Truex. I'm high on Truex because of his consistency, and uh, he's got some good tracks coming up uh, in this next round dominated Martinsville earlier this year, ran really well at Kansas and got, has the potential to run really well at Texas. But uh, in that race earlier this year was caught up in a big crash. So I'm high on Truex. I'm high on Harvick and Hamlin. And uh, I think Elliott will be the last guy to get that spot. So that is my prediction. Go ahead and book it that Logano, Keselowski, Bowman and Kurt Busch will be eliminated in this next round. Your final four will be Harvick, Truex, Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. Now, if I had to pick right now who would win the championship, got to go with Harvick. And there's no question about it in my mind because, uh, like we talked about, the last race of the season is at Phoenix, and that is Harvick's playground. I mean, you know he was grinning, I mean, smiling like a motherfucker when they announced Phoenix was going to be the final race of the year because he has absolutely owned that place over the last 10 years. So I got to go with Harvick right now if we're going to talk about a champion, uh, you know. So uh, we, we, we talked about how Kansas is the next race. Well, looking back at Kansas, uh, the they raced there earlier this year under the lights. Uh, Denny Hamlin won that race. Keselowski finished second. Truex finished third. I expect almost the same. I expect very, very close racing uh, like we saw earlier this year. And I expect the same contenders to be up there at the front throughout the entire race. Uh, Denny Hamlin, like I said, won that race. He has uh, He's won the last two at Kansas, actually, uh, dating back to 2019. Truex has won there twice over the past four years. Even Chase Elliott has a win there. Uh, Elliott won there back in 18, and uh, Keselowski has won there as well. So, and, and like I talked about, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is good at that kind of track, so – you know, I'm a. Uh, there could be a lot that happens. I think that Kansas race was ended up being kind of a crazy one uh, when it got into the winding laps. And man, I mean, we've seen it all year. Anything can happen. 
I mean, anything can happen. But um, I expect Denny Hamlin, Truex, and uh, Keselowski to be the guys to beat, uh, particularly Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex. Uh, I think Joe Gibbs is going to run really well there and and probably dominate that race. But um, if we're looking ahead now, I, I would anticipate that Hamlin would be the favorite, pr- probably pretty close with Harvick. Uh, you know, I left his name out. He's won there, too. Uh, it's a good track for him as well. But uh, like I said uh, a moment ago, Joe Gibbs, I think he's going to own that place. So uh, if I had to pick right now who I think would win that race, I'd go with Denny Hamlin. But um, we'll have that preview for you later this week, and we'll get more in-depth and dive into it uh, before before that race happens this weekend. Uh, Trucks and Xfinity also racing. I'll have some picks for those two races as well, if you're interested. But uh, like I said, we'll dive into that later this week. Should be a good one. Should be a really fun weekend when you got three races, all three top series uh, going at it. So um, that's our championship favorite. That's our final four guesses. And uh, last thing I wanted to talk about is the silly season. Uh, Particularly with Eric Jones, uh, the 14 car, what's going to happen with these rides? Uh, we know we know where a lot of uh, a lot of pieces are starting to get put in place. With Matt DiBenedetto's coming back for one more year, Cendric's going to take that ride in 2022. Cendric will run some select races next year, and um, we're still wondering about that 14 car. And I I, th- I think Chase Briscoe should get it. Um, he's been absolutely dominant at every track you could think of in the Xfinity series. I think he's ready. I think Tony Stewart thinks he's ready. So I would anticipate Chase Briscoe getting that car. Um, Eric Jones uh, has been running extremely well uh, for a non-playoff driver. Uh, several top fives throughout these uh, last 10 races of the season. And he's um, they, they, they mentioned it multiple times on the broadcast. He's auditioning. And he, he's doing an outstanding job uh, racing very, very well, very strong. Um, he's got nothing to lose at this point, you know. So he's a, uh, and he'll, I, I bet he'll run top five next week at Kansas. Uh, that's a good track for him. And um, you got to wonder where he's going. Everybody's saying, pointing possibly to the number 37 car with JTG Doherty. Uh, besides that, I don't really know what's open. That is a decently, a decent contender uh, compared to what, you know, the caliber ride he's in right now. So, uh, interesting, interesting to see and think about where he might go, but, uh, he's doing an outstanding job at the end of the season, really proving that he should be in this top series and he's won races. I mean, he's won races, you know, three, three or four races. I think he's won three times, hadn't won this year, been a, been a down year, but he definitely has proven he deserves to be there. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Obviously we know where Bubba Wallace is going with the Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin owned team. A lot of details haven't been revealed about that yet. Uh, that'll be very exciting. You got Daniel Suarez going to a new new jumpstart team as well uh, by Justin Marks, the number 99 car. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, they got, they'll have an alliance with RCR. So you, we're talking about a team that could be pretty, you know, decently competitive, uh, probably more competitive than the team that Suarez drove for this year, with the Gaunt Brothers, uh, number 96, Toyota. Uh, then you got that ride that's open. Who would who would get in there? There's rumors about Corey LaJoy, maybe Ryan Priest. Um, all signs are pointing to Priest not returning to that number 37. Like I talked about, that's a good uh, candidate for Eric Jones to jump in. And then Kyle Larson. 
Kyle Larson's been on this uh, sensitivity training, this road to come back into NASCAR. He came out with a statement last week, uh, kind of um, detailing everything that he's been going through and what he's been doing to, to, to change his outlook just on everything. And he, he seems like a change man, very confident he's going to be in a ride. I mean, um, Alex Bowman's going to the number 48 car. That opens that other Hendrick spot. Guarantee Kyle Larson will get that spot. I'm gonna. I would put a million dollars on it right now. Kyle Larson will drive for Hendrick Motorsports next year. The only thing I don't know is the car number. Um, it's not gonna be the 88. It's gonna be a classic Hendrick Motorsports number that they're gonna bring back, like the five or the 25. Uh, could be the number 57 because that's the the car number he drives uh, when he does all his dirt racing. So that's exciting to see. You know, he's uh he'll be exciting when he gets back into the series. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's been a great season. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a lot of fun to uh, to bet on it and predict winners like the Garage guys have done. And um, man, I'm looking forward to these last few races. It's gonna be awesome. And I'm looking forward to our preview show with the uh, the chef and um, Garage Guy Chase will be back. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, but um. Let me know how I did. Seriously. I mean, I am, uh, this is hard. This is really hard to do by yourself. Uh, and I didn't really realize how hard it was, but, uh, it's been fun doing this and kind of, uh, prepping to make it happen. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you, uh, listen, uh, Spotify, if you're going to watch it, uh, YouTube, whatever else we're all on, I, I'm not even sure what all outlets we're on, but, uh, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure uh, Chase will put it in the tweet, but you know, um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell me how I did. Um, and we're going to have some more content for you. So once again, thanks to drip drop, um, great partner of the garage guys, uh, really fun weekend. Congrats to Chase Elliott on his win and his continued dominance of these road courses. And, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll see you next weekend at the uh, Kansas Motor Speedway. Ought to be a good one. Ought to be a fun weekend. So appreciate everybody who listens, who views all our content. And uh, take it easy. Everybody have a good week. It's the Garage Guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.